like last night so oh okay yep it's there sweet i'm drinking a protein shake so i if i start making disgusting noises just be like (laughs) stop with your protein shake it's not okay (laughs) just gulping protein over there it's fine (laughs) <laughs> oh my god i had this dietitian co-worker who was also training for like body competitions and mm-hmm. she would just like eat with a spoon like protein powder with like no a, like water paste and i just be like why like okay, with, with water well still kind of gross but i've known people before maybe not with water but with like almond milk to make like a kind of like a pudding yeah but ew like i don't know there's just better things to do, right? like just like, put some peanut butter and oats and chips just in there and roll eat some it real food ball. and don't do a body competition. How about that? Yeah, that that too. Yeah. <laughs> my expert recommendation. <laughs> Ugh. Or just like cans of plain tuna, like gross. I mean, I, I could do that. I, I mean, mean, I, I could, but like every day, like that's your meal. Oh, yeah, then that comes after your protein water. Like fuck. By Ooh. the way, this is basically experts. <laughs> <laughs> Please just leave all that. <laughs> We're leaving it in, guys. Hi, welcome to this week's episode. <laughs> welcome to this week's episode. Uh, <laughs> I really think you should leave it. I think That's fine. Helpful. We can go for it. This is what you guys came for, to hear us discuss relevant training and nutrition oh. topics and eventually get to answering your questions. So eventually. thanks for joining us. By the way, I'm Leah. I am a former pro cyclist and elite marathon runner, now turned running coach and vice president of snacks for Zwift. And currently, I am becoming a pro at something really unpopular. It is pulling hair off of a Swiftwick sock, which apparently in the dryer are like hair magnets. So. Like it's giant really sock hairball? Uh, not a hairball. It's just like, it's the material of this sock. And then I guess like whatever, I mean, clearly the hair wasn't on the sock when I put it in the wash because why would there be? I mean, it's definitely head hair. This isn't like foot hair. <laughs> foot hair. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what went into the wash with the hair on it, but like these socks were the benefactor of all the hair. Well, I'm glad that you're the expert in that and not me. And I'm Lori. <laughs> I am a board certified sports dietitian, a certified personal trainer, and I have five, I think five sub three hour marathons with my hardest, most challenging run being completing the rim to rim to rim in the Grand Canyon. And currently I am an expert in entertaining my kitten because it is below freezing now in Minnesota and she's being a little bit lazy. She's getting a little pudge and not wanting to go outside. So she's just destroying everything and it's a problem. I have to tell you that, <clears throat> sorry, I've got apparently some protein in my throat. <laughs> but that just, just the. It's okay. Uh, we were warned. We were warned from the beginning. <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, when you said, and I have completed five, I really thought you were going to say some sort of like 
master's degrees and I was just like dang girl I mean I'm pretty I graduated okay I did one week of grad school and I bounced out like oh well I am currently procrastinating finishing my second master's degree so not quite five I am currently procrastinating any plans to ever go back to school so (laughs) I mean it's not the most fun thing I would go I mean I would go back to school I, I would actually love to retake like advanced level Spanish or even beginner Spanish just so because there's some things Mm. like they're right there in the tip of my head but I like grammar things that I know I probably screw up all the time anyways wow hi tangents how you doing (laughs) (laughs) should we um should we dive right into some questions since we've already belabored our intro (laughs) sure (laughs) let's get to it we've got some fun ones this week um okay I'll kick it off with the first one um is cereal a valid food? And I've heard something recently about pumpkin puffins. It's really hard not to say that with like a, a southern accent or like. It's pump- also hard to not say that. Pumpkin. Smile. Yeah. Like- pumpkin puffins. Um, can you tell me more? Yes. Yes, I can. Um, so I have been eating a lot of cereal lately and cereal is kind of a food where nutritionally like you you like it, you can't really love it nutritionally, I feel like, but it's like fine or you absolutely hate it. Because for the most part, generally speaking, for like 90% of the cereals out there, they're pretty well processed, right? Like, yeah, it's not like a whole food. It's definitely a food product um, for convenience. A lot of us like grew up, especially if you're like, were a child in the 80s, <laughs> you grew up on cereal, right? Like, yeah, I think this is actually, I mean, you wouldn't think this would be a controversial question, but my boyfriend will tell you that cereal is like an actual food group on the pyramid. Or he might not tell you that, but he treats it like one. <laughs> sure. And my husband was the same when we first met. He would just eat these gigantic bowls of cereal. And I'd just be like, how? Because I'm hungry. Like, I could eat cereal. It's not like I don't love it or I don't like it. You know, it's fine. It's whatever. There are some brands out there that are tasty. And, but like, you're hungry an hour later because it's yeah. so processed, because it breaks down so quickly, unless you're eating like grape nuts, which are gross. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, if you love them, that's great. They're no, healthy. It was just, but it gross. makes me laugh so hard because when you were talking earlier, you said like, most foods are pretty processed and I was thinking and pretty packed with sugar and I didn't bring it up, but I was about to say like, well, unless you're talking about grape nuts, my dad <laughs> loves grape nuts. It is like the go-to of like the healthy, healthy cereals. And there's also those like, what, what are they called? Weetabix, which are giant. They're almost like bread toast size. I swear like chunks of like, think of the shredded wheats without any of the yeah. sugar on them. So, I mean, there are, like, healthful, or if you're talking, like, plain muesli, there are healthful brands of cereal out there. Um, But it really, like most foods, it depends how you use it. And for an athlete who's looking for a food to break down very quickly, it can be great. So I've personally been doing a lot of cereal recently in the morning before runs, one reason is because I like the way it breaks down. I can eat a bowl and go out to run within, you know, 30 minutes even. And it doesn't feel like bulky or I usually do the gluten-free uh, check cereal because it's just easy. Um, and also Trader Joe's recently had, which is already gone. I swear it was there for a week. 
they had maple oat milk, which was amazing, like so good. So I found that. And then I actually found some pumpkin puffins, which puffins are like a brand of cereal. They are on like the healthier side. Um, and they, they actually came out with like a gluten-free version. So I hopped on that and I've been like putting them on my Instagram feed a lot lately. So I'm not surprised that someone <laughs> had a shout out for someone them. Called it out. Right. Um, I'm find these. Can you get them at a normal store or are they only like a Whole Foods? Oh, I wish I had a Whole Foods near me. I, I live in <laughs> Rochester, Minnesota. Um, but there is like a co-op there at the fresh time. So for me, that's like a Sprouts or a whole foods ish, you know, kind of in between a okay. store. So I probably can't get them at the Kroger. Uh, you know, maybe a lot of Kroger's now have like that organic mm-hmm. section or something. They would be in yeah. that area. They're, they're in more of the healthy area. Um, and honestly, I don't really look at cereal for the nutrition facts. I get the brands that are right. going to work for my needs that obvious, that aren't obviously the kid sugar junk cereal. Um, and then, you know, they are the one good thing about cereal and any like processed grain product is that they're fortified. Um, and while that's not the best way to get your nutrients, of course, getting them from whole unprocessed foods is always the best. At least these nutrients have been added back into the end product. So some cereals are quite high in iron. They do have a lot of B vitamins, Um, some, you know, have other like folic acid or things added to them. So it's almost like taking a multivitamin in some regards. Um, so that can be helpful to your overall day. I have another question that I'm sure is burning a hole in several (laughs) listeners' minds or probably just mine. Um, are they bird shaped? Oh my gosh, I wish. There's a puffin (laughs) on the box. (laughs) But the cereal is just like a rectangle shape. Like, oh man, they need to step up their game. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that would be fun. It would. I was like, I doubt it. I bet they're just, I didn't even know if that actually was any association. I was just like, it might just be puffins because like they're puffed. Well, have you ever had the peanut butter panda puffs? No, no look at me. but that's let me just throw name throw some cereals at you. I know, and I swear I buy them just because of the names. They're so fun. They're like I think the brand's called like Enviro Kids. It's another one of like the healthier-ish brands. You know, it's organic or whatever, fair trade, and they have some. All of theirs are like a play off of an animal, and the peanut butter panda puffs are just great. Like I just love it. cereal just makes you smile like you know especially in today's climate where we all need to like give ourselves a little break just add some cereal to your diet it's fine I feel like we're kind of taking that like this so far this particular podcast episode is kind of off to a give yourself it's pretty lighthearted yeah we're talking cereal (laughs) this is a lighthearted episode for sure we need it the holidays are coming up we just went through an election like there is a lot happening just give yourself a break can we tangent on that too this is our podcast we'll do what we want sure um well and it does actually relate it's i don't this isn't a question that's come up but i mean it's come up in my lifetime plenty so just because it hasn't been sent into this podcast because you said holidays and i just like without even thinking I made a big noise like uh, and I was just like it's kind of sad to me but 
I don't love the holidays anymore. Like, I remember being a kid, and it was like, Christmas was the best. And it's like, yeah, part of that was you're a kid, you got presents from everybody. I'm like, I don't even, I don't even want presents now. It's like this massive disruption to routine that goes Mm. on for what feels like months so how it could be tied in is you know how do you keep how do you keep on a good a diet but still enjoy the holidays or and b training schedule but still enjoy the holidays because I think it's really challenging like it's not like oh okay it's my birthday I mean maybe it is my birthday's right after Christmas it kind (laughs) of jams up in there too but it's like you've got Thanksgiving. So it's like, if you're talking from a dietary perspective, I think if it's just one holiday or one random party people, it's usually easy to be like, eh, I'm going to eat what I want. I'm going to have a few drinks if I want, but it's like, you've got Thanksgiving and then you've got, you know, leftovers. And then it's like a few weeks later, you roll into Christmas and Lord knows most people, maybe not this year because COVID might save you. <laughs> but like, I remember when I had a corporate job and it was, and then it was like, I had my running friends and it's like, this group of friends are having a party and this right. group are having a party. And it's like, if, if every it, party it's never like, ending. Oh, well, it's Christmas. Yeah. It's never ending. Yeah. So I think, I think you made a great point of like a positive aspect of COVID is it's probably going <laughs> to keep us from a lot of holiday parties and holiday office snacks. And honestly, like take a minute to reflect on that because nobody really likes those holiday office snacks or parties anyway. Like I hate, hate when I was in an office and somebody would bring cake and everyone's like, Oh, did you get a sl-? And like, I don't want your cake. Like, great. Thanks for the gesture. Like appreciate you doing something, but keep your cake at home. Like I don't need it in my face when I'm trying to do my nutrition job, you know, like it's just, I loved it. I won't <laughs> lie, but it was terrible for me because I worked in this office for like, full of it was it was literally it was the dean's office at a university and it was the only like you know there's all the different colleges ours was the only one that every employee in the dean's office was a female and I'm not I mean I know I'm stereotyping but I had previously worked in the athletics the athletic director's office which I was one of two or three women and let me tell you there was not just an abundance of baked goods being brought in Uh, so you can say it's sexist but it's also just true they didn't bring in crap, but in the women's office, it was just like cookies came in and cakes came in and donuts came yeah. in. Yeah, like, I think it's Whoa. like, you know, for me, it's really important to assess your enjoyment of those foods because it's like, you know, if that bowl of candy yeah. is on your desk, you're going to eat it because it's there. If that bag of chips is open yep. in the kitchen, it doesn't matter if it's a holiday or not. You're going to eat it because it's there. Like, that's just the way it works. Those are the facts. So like around the holidays, there are only a few holiday foods that most of us really enjoy or traditions like food traditions that most of us really look forward to and decide what those are ahead of time. Like, you know, you know, if your grandma has a pie that you cannot wait to have, or, you know, your mashed potato recipe is like, you're going to gorge yourself on that. Like, great. If you're really enjoying it and that's the food that you're like really into or the whole meal or the one party that you're really looking forward to, awesome. Like have at it, go crazy. But if you're just eating stuff because it's being passed around on a tray or it's there, like that's not worth (laughs) it. You're not getting anything but stress and like mindless empty calories out of that. So like really just write down, like take a minute to write a list of like the foods that you enjoy about the holidays, like what you're looking forward to. And 
the breaks that you're going to allow yourself. And then for the rest of the days, like it's business as usual, like the holiday season really should be Thanksgiving, like maybe Christmas Eve, Christmas or whatever holiday you subscribe to, you know, like do your thing and maybe New Year's Eve, like pick your days and you'll really see that it's like one day out of the month. Three days out of can three I, days out of a month is not going to kill you, you know. Can can I unsubscribe to them all? Can I just click them all? <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so the opposite. I love the holidays. I like am such a kid about it. I want present, like give me presents. I want to bake the cookies. I get more enjoyment out of like doing the things than eating them. Like I might not actually eat yeah. a single cookie. But I love decorating them. I love making the hot cocoa. And like we're actually, my husband and I, because we have a new house, we're doing Thanksgiving at our house this year with his parents and my parents. And I am so looking forward to like, this is the first time that we're going to have like our own holiday dinner. I don't have to go to yeah. someone's potluck. I don't have to like have what someone else decides to make. There won't be any turkey because there, I've never had a turkey that, like, isn't dry and gross. So I am, like, super excited. So, like, find something yeah. to be excited about and, like, make it your own. And if you don't want like, it, like, don't do it. No one's forcing yeah. you. Like, you can just ride Zwift all day and eat carrots <laughs> if you, like, fuck well, the holidays. probably also, like... Like last year I went and spent Christmas at my dad's, but I don't have any family in the state. So that may be part of it too, is it's like, since I moved away, my family stopped doing gifts. We're just like, it's just too complicated. We all live in different states to ship stuff around. So long ago, like when I was in college, probably when I was 19 or 20, we just started doing like giving donations to charities mm -hmm. that of our choice in honor of our family and it became so easy for me. So then it's like for years, I didn't have, I didn't have to do any Christmas. Well, then Andy and I started dating and it's like, <laughs> he's, he's the worst. He's the absolute worst with Christmas presents. But I'm like, okay, you have to get something for this person. This person is like, well, I don't know what to get them. And then it's like, I think I take some of that on to me, even though, well, I try not to anyways. Wow. This is a complete <laughs> tangent. So I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to bring it back to the other part of the holidays with, which is like training. Um, and I mean, I think <clears throat> to not get derailed, like I just did with our podcast, with your training, having a plan. Well, and I think a lot of people are in off season. If you're in off season, just don't sweat it. Like for sure people are going to organize some holiday rides and some fun rides and take, those are fun to take advantage of. The one thing I would say is like, if you are someone that, and I'm not talking about like a world tour pro. I'm talking about like somebody like kind of like on our level mm -hmm. where you're competitive, you're still training, you're kind of getting into your season, but <clears throat> like this is a building season. Nobody's racing in January, not even the pros because tour down under has been canceled already. So no one is like hardcore racing in January. So you may have specific workouts you need to do, but surely this is, I guess your coach may argue with me and that's fine. But my opinion is <clears throat> take a look at it in advance, what training you need to do and what holiday things you are committed to. And don't, don't make it a ball ache for your family or whoever else. Like, yes, you need to prioritize your stuff, but if that means you need to, get up and do your bike or your run 
early in the morning before any of those things start. Maybe it means you have to do it indoors that day because it, you have to start so early it's dark out. Like, be a little bit considerate. Yeah, of totally. Of the people you're spending time be with. Be flexible. Like, and if you don't, yeah. Because it's like there's just nothing worse than, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely <laughs> been that person when we, like, would drive to visit Luke's family for the holidays, I would bring my bike and my trainer because of course it's like December in Minnesota and I would set it up in their basement and be like, Oh, I'm going to spend half the day on the trainer. And you know, I'm like getting my shit done. And also, and then I'm there and I'm present to enjoy the holiday and not feeling like, Oh, I'm such a slacker or I didn't do, you know, anything or I feel bad about myself. So like do it, but also don't, go crazy it's not really the time probably to do your hardest workouts like take advantage of the fun group ones the turkey trots Um, a lot of them are virtual this year which is fine like go out and do it still have fun with it you're gonna feel better about your whole holiday and you know any excess calories you consume if you're at least like getting your training in but also like be flexible because there's a lot of other people involved and just you know go a little easier if anything And I think with the turkey trots, I mean, I know some people aren't, I think you can kind of use that as something to at least try to include people because people, if you could get your whole family to go to the turkey trot, like they don't have to run it. They can walk it. They can stand and ring bells for it, but just be like, Hey guys, I, and go like, instead of just being like, well, I have this race I have to run. So, and then it's already putting it on like, Oh, Oh, this is more before important. You can be all like, of Luke's siblings like moved away. We actually signed them up. Like the <laughs> first time we came to his parents for Thanksgiving, we signed the whole family up for a Turkey trot. It was negative yeah. two degrees <laughs> and we oh did God. a 5k. It was, <laughs> but everyone enjoyed it. Like everyone had a good time. Like we all got yeah. out there. It was a fun memory. Like, and then the next year we did it again. So don't yeah you can register for other people it's fine drag them along it and just bring that energy to it just be like hey you guys we're we're gonna we thought this would be super fun to do as a family and then if they don't want to do it it's fine but instead of it being like oh you know Lori had to go do her run it's just like you invited them you tried to include them it was a very inclusive thing they didn't want to go and then you don't feel like you're an ass when you go and do it yeah super true I I understand how like turkey trots became a thing but there's not like a christmas or you know like what there's a jingle bell jog. jingle bell jogs okay i'll have to look one of those up yeah. we've got one <laughs> if you want to come and do it we've got one yeah. all right i think we'll definitely have to touch on the holidays more in the next you know upcoming episodes oh, yeah. too it'll they'll definitely be We're a holiday drag the yes. topic on just like exactly. the holidays <laughs> there's so much to cover <laughs> and and every athlete like gets anxiety coming into the holiday so definitely I think I feel more relaxed this year because of COVID just knowing like the sure. big things aren't happening and you kind of get to like just be on your own and do your thing but I know every athlete still feels some anxiety and stress over the holiday season about like leaving the season in a worse shape than they went into it. And it doesn't have to be that way. So guys, definitely send us your holiday questions. We are here to yeah. ramble on about them. For yeah. sure. <laughs> we definitely, we're here, we're here to ramble. For you. <laughs> your answer is in we there somewhere. You, just, you just have to <laughs> just listen again. <laughs> 
Yeah, just just open your mind up a little bit and then just rewind a little bit. There you go. Maybe t- a few deep breaths. Put some essential oils that smell like Christmas into your diffuser. Are you there yet? Are you there yet? Oh my goodness. Okay. I was I was doing laundry, I will admit, so I was not um near our questions, but now I'm going to open them up or if you want to go ahead and tee off do we even have time for one? Yeah, yeah, we, we definitely have, have extra time here. So, okay, next one, um, definitely relevant coming into the winter. It says, what is your fave setup for indoor ridings during the winter months? Recommendations, please. Mm. You want me to take that one or you want to? I mean, start? Um, or... Yeah, go for it. So... <clears throat> Yeah, my favorite setup, I mean, I'm going to surprise absolutely (laughs) nobody when I say that it's Zwift as far as my platform, but my setup is I've got a smart trainer. I've got a Wahoo kicker. Um, I do, I always want to be sensitive when giving recommendations that I do understand that not everybody can go out and buy a thousand dollar trainer, but I would say if somebody is looking at a trainer and they're contemplating between like a kicker snap, like a wheel on trainer and a wheel off trainer, spend the extra whatever. I think a, a brand new kicker snap right now is maybe five or $600, give or take. And you can get a wheel off kicker for a thousand. You don't have to replace a trainer wheel. You don't, it's, it's, it's just a better experience. So I feel like if you can afford one, I would go ahead and get the wheel off trainer. Um, but that's, so that's my trainer of choice. I use a Wahoo kicker with my, um, with my, just my road bike on there. And, um, I don't know what else they might want to know about the setup. I I've got a Wahoo desk. I will be straight up and tell you that those things are expensive AF. I, mine was given to me. So otherwise I probably wouldn't have one. (laughs) My boyfriend has a serving table, like from a, like something you would get your meals on in the hospital that he puts his computer on. So that will function just as fine. It does not look posh. It's tacky. The Wahoo desk looks nice. It looks great, but it's a $200 We should totally upload pictures to the Instagram of our setups for this question. That'd be fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have a a hammer from Cyclops, and I like it. And my husband has a tax, tax... X, I don't know. Tax, 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 tax yeah. And he loves it. He says it's the best thing ever. He doesn't. Mu- he used to hate riding the trainer. Like wouldn't do it. And he got that, and it was a game changer. And I have to say, the smart trainer really for me too was a game changer. Like I, I feel like I can actually train instead of just ride. You know. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. absolutely, if you can, or if you're in a place where it's winter and you have serious training goals, like invest in it find a way because it will make your life and your fitness so much better to have that smart trainer. Um, and then beyond that, like we have our bikes like pushed up in front of like an old cabinet, like a, I don't even know what it's from, but yeah, it just says like a desk and a TV. We have a big TV up there an old TV. And so we'll just like stream Netflix or we can put the Zwift up there or whatever. And then, fans are a must so that's the other piece of equipment absolutely have a fan two fans three fans like all the fans you can around you because 
it gets so hot especially in the winter because your heat's on for the rest of your house and then you are just dying and sweating and you know you don't need like a stand in front of you but it definitely helps for like having extra hydration and food and I like to read magazines or what have podcasts. I will have so many different things going while I'm on the trainer. I mean, everything to distract you. I have a stack of magazines, headphones, the music videos on the TV, Zwift going, and I'm just like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I also, I will say, I realize there are some people out there who are a total cycling purist and they're just like, you should only be outside and the trainer sucks. But if you're somebody who your beef with the trainer is that it's so damn boring and you haven't tried Zwift or another platform, I, I'm very, 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 very biased towards Zwift, not only because I work for them, but also because I won the Zwift Academy, but also because I think they're <laughs> the best. So I'm not going to mention the other ones, but there are other ones out there. Um, I just, and I yeah, like I'm, Zwift I'm not, too. I use it. I don't use a different mm-hmm. platform, but I don't always use a platform at all. Like I just have power yeah. and I'll just put my Garmin on and I'll just ride. But I do really like for Zwift. I'm not so much of a fan of like just joining a group or just riding in the whatever worlds that they have created. Um, I like to load a workout. So I think it is super beneficial yes. because during the winter, your training can really start to falter if you're not being attentive, right? So you can just get in that zone of like, oh, I'm just going to watch TV and pedal soft for an hour. Or you can load up one of the workouts that they have available or your own from your training peak or plan or whatever. And it kind of like calls out to you, okay, one minute here, 10 minutes there. And you can see, you know, your power up on a screen. It just really... Like the point that you just made about doing the workouts, that's exactly the thing I was going to say for people who are put off by the thought of doing virtual training and haven't tried it. I think some people, or maybe they've just heard about like e-racing has gotten gotten really big. And I, I encourage trying that too. But if you don't want to, that's fine. But there are tools that are in platforms like Zwift that just like Lori was talking about that you can put your intervals in there and sometimes I'll opt to do those even when the weather is perfect outside if I have a set of a certain type of interval where I just don't have good terrain around here to do it like I don't have a good 20 minute climb here but I can find one in Zwift you know or I don't have where I can do uninterrupted full gas, you know, there's just certain, certain types of efforts. If you live in an area where there's a, where there's a lot of traffic and you just can't be going like a minute full, I do have a place I can do that. But some, some people don't like that. It's just not safe. It gives you a good alternative place to do those efforts as well as a place to do them when the weather outside is just junk and you don't want to. So I encourage giving something like that a try if you haven't already solely for the reason that you're just like oh indoor training is not legit or whatever like it very much can be a beneficial add to whatever training you're currently doing yeah absolutely um so anything else for like setup tips I really like to have my clothes uh you know I'm lucky enough to have like the space there to have everything in one spot so I don't have to like go into the garage and bring stuff around so I have a pair of shoes that I'll leave by the trainer 
yeah. you know, some water bottles. Um, like I said, my stack of magazines. I also have some sport food, like right there, like a bin of it. So yeah, there aren't any like excuses. Everything is right at my fingertips when I'm on the trainer, which is really nice. I pretty much have the same thing. And there's like, we like in Zwift land, we have this WTF stands for water towel fan, like three things. Ooh, a towel. Yes. Good shout. Start without water towel fan, because the fan you probably have sitting right there. I even got, I have like a cubicle thing, which I'll show in my setup photos where I have a, a little basket full of the, my Zwifting towels that I stick in. But once you're on the trainer, even if you have your water bottle sitting there, make sure they're full. <laughs> yes, I've definitely done that. And it's so frustrating to like reach down and then you're, you have like an inch of water left. And yeah. Yeah. Dang it. It's frustrating. Boo. Next step, install faucet in the <laughs> right. <in> room. <laughs> and I do want to say too, if you're someone who sweats very heavily, I don't, not even like indoors. So I don't really worry about this, but I have looked down and seen, he's going to hate me. He's not going to listen to this podcast so I can say it, but my husband definitely sweats heavily and there will be like a stream going from his trainer towards mine. And one, it's gross Two, like put a mat down, put a towel under your trainer area, especially if you're on like a nice surface of a floor, you know, you can really ignore that and like not think about it until you get up or like a week later and you look at your floor and it's disgusting, but like just put something under there. A yoga mat works, a towel. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm probably worse than your husband. Like it's, it literally is, I call it Lake Leah. Like it's, I just don't understand like how that much liquid comes off someone and I'm like glistening and he's like full on sweating. Yeah. It's it's, humans. We're all different, Mm -hmm. but yeah, you definitely want to, I mean, I eventually not because of my sweat more because I was walking in and out of that room in my cleats. So my carpet was getting covered in grease. So I just tore my carpet up, but I still have a mat underneath just to keep the trainer and the bike and everything level and keep the wheel from like, going around but I, I tore it up like I it's 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 committed my room is a dedicated mm. bike room now with the painted concrete floors so yeah yeah it, I mean honestly I think that's the best advice is c- commit as much as you can because yeah that winter training it really becomes a necessity for many people and you know you want it to work for you so as much yeah. as you can put into it like the better off you're going to be and let me tell you, if you have a spare room and you don't need it, you don't, it's not a financial thing. It's not, it's, it's a ball ache, but like I tore up my carpet, had to pry up the nails from the concrete, which was the worst part. Mm-hmm. Like it was labor intensive, but, and it took months because I tore the carpet up and then didn't do anything for a few months. But once I committed to doing like prying that crap out of the floor and then painting floor, the total cost of it was probably $150 to paint the concrete. So just saying, it doesn't have to be like, oh, well, I can't make a room for this. It's expensive. That's not, that definitely isn't the expensive part anyway. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Cycling in general is expensive. <laughs> so. right. Your bike, uh, the trainer, the, a nice, a good fan, a good desk. It's very expensive, but you want to tear that carpet up that part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. But yeah, I think that's, I think we've pretty much covered it. Get, get a good trainer if you can, if you can't, you know, work with what you got and you can still get on Zwift with it. You don't have to have a smart or whatever platform you want to. Um, you can do it with a basic trainer and a cadence sensor as well. So you don't have to have a thousand dollar trainer to be utilizing those type of platforms. But I think that water towel fan, having a good, if you're not using your same road bike, if you're using a different bike for that setup, making sure your setup is comparable. Yeah. I think we pretty much covered it. Awesome. All right, let's do, yeah, do one more. You want to take it? Um, I just still am not in this. (laughs) Wait, wait, no, I'm here. I'm here. I'm back. I was like, I swear I opened it up. Okay. Let's see. How important is time? I should, we should have addressed this one in the beginning of the podcast. How important is timing of my recovery meal slash snack? Um, but I say that because if you've forgotten already, I was, and I'm now just about finished chugging a big protein shake. Um, I think that kind of general rule is if you've done an extensive effort, you, your body is going to benefit more if you can get the, uh, like a recovery type drink as soon as possible. And then some sort of, of like actual food calories within 30 minutes I'll let Lori correct me if I'm wrong on that yeah (laughs) no that's absolutely on track so 30 to 45 minutes is kind of that golden window of recovery time and a lot of athletes will try to pick that apart and you know it's just the the basic is the sooner you get it in the better you know if you have it 50 minutes later is it going to like not be useful at all like no that's not what that means but around that 30 minute mark as close as you can get to that is going to be where your body is after working out your cells are kind of the most open and receptive to taking that fuel and putting it exactly into where it needs to go So it's not like you're having a snack two hours later on the couch just to have a snack. Like you're doing this with the intent to recover. And when you have that intent and that purpose in your fueling, like that's why the timing does really matter. So 30 to 45 minutes is that optimal window. That is for people who, one, if you didn't eat before the workout, right? So if you got out the door in the morning and did a 30 minute, 45 minute workout and are coming back home, like your body's in a depleted state, you need to refuel ASAP. If it was a long workout and you're super depleted, you know, if you did your like long run on Saturday, get that shake in there right away. That's going to be super important, regardless of how much you took in before and during the training. Um, And if you are one, a female, because it does work, again, we're more sensitive to changes. So the more depleted you get, the more you throw your hormones out of whack, you're, as a female, need to go towards that 30-minute mark and be more strict with it. That's going to be helpful for you. And if you're doing two-a-day workouts, so 
anyone doing double days, especially triathletes tend to do, you know, two, three workouts a day, your body needs to recover quickly to be able to go into that next workout. Even if you're going to have a meal, which hopefully, you know, you get a meal or two in between the, the first workout and the second, but you still want to pay attention to that recovery because your recovery time is shortened before the next activity. Right. And just something that to keep in mind, I mean, it's, it's an easy thing if you're in a hurry, like, and especially if you're doing something where maybe you had to drive to your ride or your run or your swim or whatever it is you're doing to think like, oh, I'm just going to make breakfast right when I get home. And then you get home and it's like, oh, I've got to get ready for work. So I'm just going to shower. And suddenly that window, I mean, it's not that it's not that you no longer need a snack or it's not important, but that optimal window is closed. So, so if you know it just to plan ahead of time and take, you know, take a protein shake with you or take a protein bar or something with you. Like I know when I was racing with Canyon SRAM, I mean, it was like, we would cross the line and your swan there was sitting there with like a tiny can of Coke or a tent to get, because you want that sugar in immediately. And then it was like, then you get to the camper and everybody had your protein shake. And it's like, okay, you can, you, you know, sometimes after a really hard effort, especially like a race, you really don't want anything, but it's like, it's really important to get that recovery in. And then it's like, okay, here's your meal. If you would need a minute, if you need to take, 30 minutes, an hour before, like you, if you can't eat right away, understandable, but here's your shake, get it down. Right. The point is to get something in and the recovery nutrition isn't meant to be a meal. So don't think, you know, like Leah said that you're going to walk in the door and like prepare your omelet or your avocado and eggs and toast, like do yourself a little experiment. And between the time you press, like stop on your workout and save that start a new one. And just for the timer sake, see what the timer says between walking in your front door, taking your shoes off, like unlacing them or taking your helmet off. Or, you know, maybe if you stopped at a group ride or run, you're chatting with friends, you're, you know, you're socializing or you're looking at your data while you towel off. Like there are so many little things that that time adds up and all of a sudden you're out of that window. So just kind of see what your time window is like so that can kind of reinforce like okay I really need to have something ready to go and it doesn't have to be complicated have a glass of chocolate milk have you know a hard-boiled egg and a banana have a protein bar you know granola bar sitting there ready for you and then an hour later after you shower or whatever then you get back to your meal and have like a normal normal eating I was just waiting. I was like, is she going to say a beer? Is she going to say a beer? (laughs) I'm not going to say a beer. (laughs) Not that that can't, like, it's a source of carbohydrate if it's a low alcohol beer. Um, Definitely don't want to do that. One, it lacks protein and it's going to impair hydration. I mean, one beer isn't really, but depending on how lean and how small of a person you are, it might not be the best ongoing recovery option. But if you're not a professional or highly competitive athlete in the middle of your season and you just finished a group ride and it's in the middle of the summer and everybody's sitting in the parking lot of the meetup space having a beer yeah definitely do yeah, it exactly <laughs> and then it goes into the point of like that's not your super you know focused recovery you don't need to have that super focus because you're in kind of a fun social season or not having a hard effort or whatever and at that point like it 
it matters less, right? So yeah. if you are just working out for fun or trying to get started or not concerned about, you know, a body composition goal or anything, and you're just doing it, then you don't really need to focus on that timed and specific post-workout nutrition. Yeah. And speaking as like, as after I say that, I'm just like, how many podcasts are we going to do before someone writes in and is like, does we have a drinking problem? <laughs> For the record. It's off season. Then- you already said. <laughs> well, and I just want to say that this might be the first podcast we're recording where I just want everyone to know what I've been consuming during this podcast, because plenty of times I've told you about the wine I'm drinking, but we're recording this one a little earlier in the day. It's just a bit early for me to, I have things I want to do with the rest of my day. So I, not that, I mean, I can have a glass of wine and be obviously totally functional, but I was drinking a protein shake and now I am drinking a can of aha sparkling water. Oh, nice. Yeah. I might've been a little concerned if you were drinking wine. (laughs) I mean, it's it's, three o'clock and it's quarantine. It's what it is a holiday. So yeah, free pass. I have another workout coming up. So I definitely am on the three a day workout today. So I feel like oh, all I've done is like had you. recovery nutrition, but yeah. 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 That sounds like fun. I actually did two a day today. I did a run this morning and then I did a Zwift race this afternoon, which was actually fun. It was a very small race. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was like there was I think ten I think ten women started and four of us were on the same team. So we got to we 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 were we would just play the tactics, like split the race in half right from the beginning, and then there was two other girls and one of them fell off and then the other one who was left when we launched two of our team off the front, she just wrote in like in the comment, you know, you can comment people typically in races, you don't see many comments, but she's like well done. <laughs> it's like, oh, I feel almost bad. Like I've definitely been on the other side of that when there's your the teams the numbers are stacked against you, and it's like you can only cover so many attacks oh, before yeah. you blow up. At some it point, feels like, good to be so. on the the winning side of that yeah. dynamic for sure. Yeah. yeah, I did a ten mile run this morning, and then a hour of like kind of spinning my legs out like zone two no big deal and then I'm getting Luke out to do like a four mile run before dinner so trying to you know get those miles in break it up a little bit look at you making me feel super unproductive (laughs) okay I have to tell you this I saw you had posted an Instagram Instagram like apparently I apparently even when I'm drinking sparkling water yeah exactly I I saw you had posted goal 10 mile run and then, um, oh, I got a thing in my email, like Lori has uploaded a workout and I pulled it up and it was like 15 miles. And I was like, well, I guess she felt good. And then I was like one hour. I was like, wait a second. What the, what? Oh, this is a ride. Yeah. It does get confusing (laughs) when there's like multiples and they sometimes like don't all upload like, I don't know. I mean, sometimes my Garmin sinks super quickly, but other times it'll be like hours later and I won't realize like, oh, that never connected. And then it'll all just upload all together. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I know I was not that motivated. I'm, my goal is 15 tomorrow. I haven't, I've been having an issue with running a location and 
just getting bored with the I feel like I run 10 to 15 miles all the time that's like my standard so in this new area that we live I'm just kind of like over it and getting super so the two a days have been a nice change of pace just to not feel like I'm out there grinding it being on the same bike path forever um and it it helps to get like that extra dose in and do a little bit of activity later in the day because as the days get so short with like light you know 5 p.m by 5 p.m is dark so it definitely helps to like get myself moving in the evening a little bit otherwise I feel like I'm just sitting all day long yeah exactly exactly I did the other night I was sitting on the bike and Andy came over and he was mowing my lawn and then he came in and he's like what are you doing and I was just like I'm just working like I was going through checking I do social media stuff for Zwift as well so I was checking like Instagram messages and he's like didn't you run this morning I was like okay but I've been sitting on my couch all day like if I have to sit here and spend an hour clearing out right absolutely messages I'd rather just be sitting on a bike spinning and doing it that's what I use a lot of my bike time for like Instagram or checking emails or just like keeping up with you know whatever is going on listening to a podcast yeah right (laughs) (laughs) oh man I'm actually on what is it the real housewives of those are very entertaining for the trainer um I think it like <laughs> gives me all the social drama that I've been missing this whole year of COVID. So yeah, I'm quite addicted. I've been watching, I just started this week. I haven't actually watched shows while on the train in a long time, but I've been sort of struggling with, because I'm getting ready to take an off season, but I have a commitment to a few more Zwift race things that I just need to sort out. So Anyways, I'm tangenting on the reason that I'm kind of prolonging this weird in-between season, but I'm not super motivated like I normally would be to just get up and just do like two hours plus on the trainer. So I've started back. I was like, I need to watch something. And um, I've gotten Unsolved Mysteries is what I'm watching right now. Ooh, such a creepy show. Like, I feel like that show tormented our childhood because you were like, I mean we only had so many <laughs> channels right so you you kind of had to watch yeah. it it was just on and it was like creepy well and then they used to have this show that would come on after it I don't know what it was called but there's this one particular episode that literally disturbed me for a long time like I, I think it was I was just too young but I still remember it vividly it was this so you had unsolved mysteries which are true stories of you know typically unsolved murders or whatever or just some weird things but then there was this it wasn't the twilight maybe it was the twilight zone but it was fictional but there was this man who do i need to apologize again for, <laughs> this has nothing this has nothing to do with training or diet but i have to finish the story so there was this man and whenever he looked in a reflection he would see a person coming up behind him strangling him like in the reflection but it was like feel like he was actually being strangled so throughout the show it's like they got he was married and his wife like they covered every mirror in the house and they covered every window like they covered any place where he could possibly see his reflection so then he wouldn't see this person and he's laying in bed and his wife 
brings him a glass of water and he's drinking the water and he looks in her eyeball and in her eyeball he sees the reflection of the person uh. and then he dies like <laughs> it yeah. disturbed me so hard so that's the thing that we were like young like we were like <laughs> kids watching that i mean who isn't obsessed with yeah. true crime right now so i feel like it's totally relevant but yeah like we were you know you were like a young under 10 and watching these like true crime and then Twilight Zone stuff after because that's just the yeah. only TV you had. And at in yeah. the 80s, parents didn't care. Like nobody knew that kid trauma was a thing. So this is what you were subjected right. to. It was oh rough, rough times, guys. Be thankful for rough times. Um, thanks for sticking with yeah. us through this. <laughs> I ramble. informative, but really unusually rambling podcast today maybe it's because i wasn't drinking wine i maybe find it's it hard to believe it's earlier in the would... day we just yeah need that like afternoon break i don't know yeah maybe. sorry guys we will try to be more focused <laughs> next time no guarantees or maybe not maybe you should write in and tell us how do you feel about this different version of our podcast that's intermingled informative tidbits with Lori and I rambling about childhood musings and other things. I think maybe we're just getting more aware of our rambles. The, the listeners are probably going to be yeah. like, guys, this was no different. This, this is every week. You've done this every time. I really feel like it was extra today. Yeah, I agree. Well, thanks for sticking with it. Hopefully you got some answers to your questions. If you have more questions, which I'm sure at this point you do, send them in to us. We are happy to go off topic and eventually circle back to giving you some answers <laughs> and to send us those questions you can send them directly to basically expertspod at gmail.com or if you're more of a grammar not like grammar school like an insta grammar <laughs> wow. wow that just happened <laughs> I'll get that was a low point um, <laughs> you can send them to basically experts pod on instagram or directly to Lori at hungry for results or directly to me at leah thorvalson nobody's gonna write to me they're just like i'm done with you oh i just lost i just lost 25 followers we have no followers <laughs> yeah okay oh goodness all right thanks guys we will see you next week bye bye i think that was our best episode yeah oh my god that was great <laughs>